welcome everyone joining us for another edition of the Sacramento State Hornets Stingers Up Football Podcast. I'm Jason Ross. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for listening to the first couple of weeks of the podcast. We encourage you to tell a friend to let all the other Hornet fans know that we are here, how to find us, and uh, we really do appreciate you checking us out each and every week. Subscribe, make it a part of your routine, and we'll hopefully uh, keep you up to date on what's going on with the latest with Sacramento State Hornet football. Well, the latest is uh, week one is in the books, and on week one, you just never know how it's going to go. You've been practicing against your own team. You think you might have a pretty good football team, but you don't know until you've seen another team. And I would say after one week, really good performance for the Sacramento State Hornets. A 56-33 win over Utah Tech, and certainly some things to work on, and we'll discuss that throughout the podcast today. But by and large, a really strong performance. The Hornets were never in jeopardy of losing the game. Jumped out to a quick lead and really just kind of cruised from there. It felt like they could score every time they had the ball. Certainly, I think the defense would like to have given up less points and less yards. But all that being said, to start with a win, another win. Think about that. Nine consecutive regular season wins now for the Hornets as they took care of Utah Tech and backed up their seventh ranking with a 56-33 win. So today on the podcast, we'll not only look back at that game, we will also look ahead to what's next for the Hornets, which if you don't know by now, the quirkiness of this season's schedule is the Hornets are off this week. No game. They'll play 10 straight after this and hopefully more after that, but um, 10 straight games, a bye week to fine-tune some of the things that went wrong last Saturday uh, to improve upon, to get rested up, and start that chunk of games in a row uh, especially the next three, which are all going to be on the road. So um, as far as other game observations, I, I just got to say, first and foremost, it was so great to just be back, to have football again. Um, the game was moved up because of extreme heat, and I think that was a smart choice. Game time temperatures didn't prove to be that brutal um, by the end of the night. You know, certainly it was a comfortable night, not as extreme heat as we had the following week after the game some record temperatures were set in Sacramento, but I think the uh, school and the community and the you know county restrictions, all that, I just think it was a, a wise choice to move it back 90 minutes and uh, ended up being a gorgeous evening for Sacramento State football. I personally was wondering what the attendance would be. Thrilled to see 10,257 attend the home and season opener. And what they saw was some pretty good stuff. And we start with the beginning here of our recap after a promising opening drive, right? The Hornets get the ball first and just went right down the field. Um, They certainly did some really good things, and you had to like that. Um, Excuse me. They didn't start with the ball first. They went defense first and had an interception. That's right, by Marte Mapu, um, who just picked up where he left off after his brilliant year a season ago. So then the Hornets took over with great field position, went right down the field, and Jake Dunaway threw one pass. It went to Marshall Martin for seven yards and a score. Uh, Asher O'Hara started the game, but now if you've watched Hornet football for any amount of time, starting and or uh, coming off the bench, in this case for Jake Dunaway, is kind of irrelevant. Both played a ton. Both had a good game. Both had good stats, and both were part of the winning formula for the Hornets. So it was a 7 nothing lead for Sacramento State. And that gets us to this highlight of the game and kind of our game recap where the Hornets were looking good, up 7-0, but had given up a big play, kind of the theme of the night. And credit Abel Ordaz, who stopped what looked to be a touchdown 
with a tackle at the four-yard line. And then the Hornets got to stop on first down, on second down, on third down. And former Hornet offensive coordinator Paul Peterson, now coach of Utah Tech, elected to go for it on fourth down. And then this happened. And as of now, they're going to keep the offense out on the field. They know they're going to need touchdowns today, so credit Paul Peterson going for it early in this game, early in the season. Well, here we go, fourth and goal. The Hornets, and that's credit to Abel Ordazdi. He didn't give up on the play, which could have been an easy touchdown, and now they're they're making them work for this score. They're going to quickly run up to the line of scrimmage, may try to get the Hornets to jump. Quick snap comes in. Gabalas rolls out, throws to the near side. It's picked. It's a pick six. It's going to go to the house for Caleb Nelson. He's got a convoy with them. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown. Hornets, a pick six. Woo! Two defensive series, two interceptions, and how many yards was that return? I don't know if that was goal line to goal line. Let's check with Danny down there. Danny's always got a good viewpoint. Danny, did he just read that perfectly? He did. He read that perfectly. You thought they were going to run up, and they were trying to throw the screen on the outside and get an open receiver, and he just busted right through there, got the intercept, and he was gone. I would say it's like 90, 93, 94, 95 yards. Let's go 95. You know what? It's a sweet touchdown is what it is. 13-0, Sinkowski on for the extra point. It is good. And Caleb Nelson is coming back home from Roseville. Went to North Dakota in the transfer portal. First game is Hornet. Steps in front of one. See, that's a DB's dream. Oh, that absolutely. And old, you got old man the, Willie yes. in the Super Bowl, 11. And you've got the lead on everybody, and you know no one can catch you. Oh, man. That, it, what feels better than running 95 yards with the ball? Well, man, officially it's 98 on the stat board. So 14 nothing after that electrifying pick six by Caleb Nelson, but the defense had already had two interceptions. They were getting their job done, and Sacramento State was building themselves a nice cushion. Defense comes out again, gets a quick stop, and then gives it back to the offense, and that's when the Cameron Scadaboo show would start for Sacramento State. What a night for Cameron Scadaboo. More on him coming up. But the Hornets were driving on the move inside the 20, and Asher O'Hara would find Cameron Scadaboo. First down and 10 for the Hornets, driving again away from Highway 50, right to left as we see it, play fake for O'Hara. This time he wants to throw. Wide open Scadaboo, running out of the backfield, has it to the 10, to the 5. Oh, he applies a hit as he goes into the end zone. Bring me the contact. Touchdown, Hornets. Is that, oh, Danny, was that Scadaboo? He just drilled a guy. He was already in the end zone, and he leaned in and not flattened a defender. He just has to hit someone. He just has to do it. It's, it's, it's funny. He did not need, it was it was a touchdown anyway it goes, but he did not need to hit him. Steve, it's in his DNA. I mean, every other player sprints to the pylon or sprints to the open space. He ran to the line or the he safety. ran toward the defender. Yeah. In order to run him over. Because he knew he would get in, even on the contact. He's like, well, let's let's hit somebody. 20 to nothing, Hornets. So keep in mind, we're still in the first quarter. And the Hornets now have a 21 nothing lead. Feeling good, looking good. And Victor Gabalas, who got the start for Utah Tech, had already thrown two picks. He brings the offense back out. And the defense gets their third pick of the opening quarter. Second down and 10. Back to throw, looking to us. Far sideline, and it's intercepted again by the Hornets. Did they rule that as a catch? I think so. Jumping in front of it. It is an interception by Sacramento State. Dylan Junell 
A junior picks it off a diving catch on the sideline, the third interception of the opening quarter thrown by the Trailblazers. Now, after that sequence, Sacramento State, I would say, had one of their few blemishes. They're already up 21-0, have great field position, uh, didn't do much with their next drive, and they went to the very reliable Kyle Sinkowski for a field goal attempt, had a brilliant year, had a great Hornet career, and unfortunately, he missed his first field goal attempt. That was a 41-yarder. And you know they're going to hear from Kyle Sinkowski throughout the season. He did miss another one in the game. Maybe it's a little bit of a similar start to a year ago. Had a couple misses at Cal and then just got crazy hot and finished with just a brilliant junior season. So that's a spot where, yes, the Hornets didn't capitalize on all their opportunities. But I would say I'm not really worried about Kyle Sinkowski at all based on his track record. That's for sure. So after one quarter, the Sacramento State Hornets led 21-0, were in complete control of the game and looking to add on. They'd given up a field goal. Now it's uh, 21-3 as uh, we're later into the second quarter, but Sacramento State still feeling pretty good about what they're doing here in control of the game. And the next possession, after yet again another missed Kyle Sinkowski field goal, the Hornets had good field position. Offense went to work, and kind of a more of a methodical drive, and it would finish with good production from Asher O'Hara. Hornets have two receivers right. O'Hara to keep it. O'Hara on a sprint. O'Hara is blocking. Goes airborne. Oh, oh and he didn't get oh. in. Normally there's forward momentum. Oh. He got hit at the waist, and he was turned back just shy of the goal line inside the one. Nice defensive job there. O'Hara always dives over the defense, and the hit came. Oh, oh. right I would the chest. Be, I would be out forever. But well, he dives again. Yes, he gets in on a quick snap, goes over the top, and he's in. Touchdown, Sacramento State. Okay, Danny, if you can hear me, that last hit, how did he dive headfirst again after getting hit right square in the chest? He just doesn't care, guys. He's, <laughs> he's going any way he can. And uh, that last play before that where he jumped up, you just knew you were ready for it. Number six on the defense, he was ready for it, and he just took him down. But it was <laughs> Yeah, it was impressive. On, on the replay, he was crushed right in the Yeah, Darius Nash hit him right between the numbers. Here's an extra point. This one is up, and it is good. So the Hornets get another quick score here. Their first score of the quarter, but the drive was quick. Still 2.27 left before the half. It's 28-3 Hornets. So O'Hara punched that in. Hornets up 28-3, and Sacramento State would give up a very quick score. Here's where the defense gave up another big play. It was a 46-yard pass, a 29-yard pass uh, for a touchdown, and all of a sudden, it's the first touchdown of the season the defense had allowed. Utah Tech's on the board. It's 28-10. Here's the beauty of the Hornets, though. They can score and score quickly and did the important thing of scoring before the half to really give more confirmation in the fact that the Hornets were the better team. So 28-10's a good lead, but 35-10's even better. And here the Hornets find Marshall Martin before the half. <laughs> Here's the third down. Play fake, dump off underneath. It's Martin to the 10, to the 5, sprint to the end zone. He's in. Huge collision at the goal line, about a half yard into the end zone. He falls to his feet, or falls from his feet, to the turf, into the end zone. Touchdown, Sacramento State. Okay. Danny, how did that look down there? That was power right there. That was power running. That was a great play design. Had nothing open field once he caught it. You knew he was going to score. Great part about this, they score, they get the ball to start the third quarter. Our biggest hits in the game, Steve, have been by Hornets or at the goal line. <laughs> in the end zone yeah. with the plays over. Biggest contact. 34 points in the first half for Sacramento State. Sankowski on for the extra point. 
And that one's true. It's good. 35 to 10, 18 seconds left. And that is an excellent right. response after the uh, score by Utah Tech. Okay, so 35-10 going into the break. The Hornets come out of the break and a little bit slow to start the second half. They did give up the first score to Utah Tech. It was 35-16 as uh, Utah Tech went for two, didn't convert it. But again, it's about responding to what happens to you, and the Hornets certainly did that. Another nice drive going right down the field after giving up the score, and it ended with Jake Dunaway finding Jared Gibson. Second down, Jake Dunaway is in. Dunaway throws towards the corner of the end zone. It's brought in, caught, touchdown. And that's Gibson who brings it in on the sideline. Touchdown, Hornets. touchdown maker. How about that? There we go. So Dunaway throws a strike to the side of the end zone. He runs out of the end zone onto the track for the score. And so the Hornets extend the lead to 41-16. Here's what makes the Hornets so tough. So now it's 42-16, but think about all the different people that have scored, that are different weapons. Hornets had a punt return that was called back. They missed two field goals. I mean, they left points out on the board, but uh, they still were productive in leading 42-16. They would give up a field goal, making it 42-19. And again, right before the third quarter would end, man, what a night for Cameron Scadaboo. And here seemingly was just a simple rush up the middle, but nothing is that seemingly simple with Cameron Scadaboo. And here's a handoff goes to Cameron Scadaboo. Good cutback for Scadaboo. He's loose. 40, 35, 30. Now it's a sprint to the 20. He's to the 15, to the 10. And sidesteps, dives for the pylon. Touchdown! I don't know how he did the last five yards. He was kind of sideways. It was back the to the sideline. Changing directions with his body. That was a, a he's, high wire act. He's gassed, and he I is. don't blame him. There wasn't a lot of real estate left between the sideline and the pylon. His back, his jersey now is facing us, the four of his jersey, and dove for the pylon. They signal touchdown. 48 to 19. He literally gave it all he had. He's yes. just basically collapsed on the sideline. A 57-yard touchdown. We'll check in with Danny. who had a really good vantage point of that right in front of Danny at the end here in a moment after the extra point. Ball placed down. Kick is up. And the kick is the good. Kick is 49-19. All right, Danny. I saw it. I don't know how he did that last five yards. Guys, he had, he had, he had real estate to just keep on running and go straight. But... We know Scadaboo. Yes. He wants contact. Yep. And he had three guys coming his way. He straight-armed the first guy, kept his balance, and was pushing off the other two to score. If he just would have kept running straight, he could have got in. But, no, he wanted the contact, guys. Unbelievable. Unbelievable run. 57 yards. Hornet score. End of the quarter. 49-19. We'll start the fourth when we come back here on the Hornet Radio Network. So we go to the fourth quarter. Hornets leading... 49-19, they would give up a score to Utah Tech at 49-26. And the game is is pretty much over. But Utah Tech lines up for an extra, excuse me, for an onside kick. And I think that didn't surprise the Hornets. They were ready for it. But the end result surprised a lot of people, myself included. Here, oh. Here's an onside kick. Scadaboo picks it up quickly and is going to advance it to the 10, to the 5. He's to the goal line. He's in. He's in. T. 
touchdown, Cameron Scadaboo. They oh. kicked it onside. He picked it up on one hop. And when he was grabbed by the pile, Steve, that was at least the 10-yard line, and he carried every single person with him into the end zone. I want to watch that on replay again and again and again. Only Scadaboo and even the coaching staff is giving him flying high fives. That was unbelievable. He carried the herd from about the 15-yard line in. Yeah, we're going to go to Danny here in a moment after the extra point. We're waiting for the replay as well. It's 52-26. What I love about that, a lot of times people wait for the onside kick. He attacked it, and, you know, everybody's pursuing. They're not expecting someone to run, and he's such an aggressive runner. And he takes it in for an onside kick score, basically, for the Hornets. The kick is up, and it is good. It is good. 56-26, Cameron Scadaboo. We're going to keep it here. Uh, we got a replay. Yeah, Steve, he's grabbed okay. at the 15. There's the 10. No, maybe that was the 20. And he's just carrying defenders the last three, and then he ultimately got pushed in to the end zone. That's incredible. Look at him running while people are trying to knock the ball out, hitting him, holding him, and they're all tackling him above the waist. They're all tackling him up high, and if you don't get his legs, you're never getting him down. Like I said, it's like a rodeo. He's yeah. like trying to tackle the bull or the steer or the whatever animal. Or da Danny, what? you saw it. Um, what, how? <laughs> that, was, that was unbelievable. He attacked it. He saw, he saw where the kick was going. As soon as the ball was kicked, you knew he was going to run up and he and and catch it, and he was going. He was going to go all the way, and he was and he fought from the 20 guys. He fought all those people. They were trying to knock the ball out. That guy has a whole nother motor, guys. That's just that's just unbelievable. And listening back to the highlight, I definitely underserved Cameron Scadaboo. I, I think he was touched first, closer to the 25 yard line, maybe. Uh, hands on him completely at the 20, dragged all the other defenders that wanted to get on board for a ride for the last 15 yards, and it was just one of the most amazing plays on an electrifying night for Cameron Scadaboo. 56-26, one last score by Utah Tech, and the final was 56-33. to And afterwards, our sideline reporter, Danny Sullivan, caught up with the coach, Troy Taylor. Nice to get that first game in. A lot of good, a lot of bad, but always good when you get a win. Yeah, we did some good things. Obviously, you know, there's stuff we got to clean up. But shoot, our special teams game was pretty good. We had some good returns. Moved the ball uh, kind of when we wanted to if we didn't make any mistakes. We got a few balls that got over the top of us. We got to fix that, but I'm proud of our guys. First game of the year, you know, sometimes it can get real sloppy, and I thought they did a good job. Yeah, running game was really – uh, that's just this tonight, over 300 yards rushing, great runs by, you know, Fulcher and Scadaboo and the whole running backs. Yeah, the offensive line was unbelievable. Uh, I think their, our tempo was really good on offense and kind of worn down a little bit. But, uh, but our offensive line was incredible, and uh, our backs did a great job. Always good to get that first in. Kind of weird schedule. We get the bye, but then you hit the road. But always things to work with. But a great game tonight, Coach. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's Definitely stuff we got to improve on, so it'll be a nice week to improve on that and uh, move on to our next game. Congratulations. Thank you. Singers up. There you guys go. Head coach. So let's look back at some of the numbers of the game. Quarterbacks that were played, that played in the game. It was good to see Caden Bennett get some run. He was two for two, completed those for 14 yards. Asher O'Hara, five of seven, 56 yards and two scores. Jake Dunaway 
was 17 of 25 for 141 and two scores. Cameron Scadaboo, 10 rushes, 153 yards and a touchdown. Asher O'Hara also went over 100, 12 carries for 101 and a score. Elijah Tau Tolliver looked really good in his eight carries for 71 yards. Holcher added 46, Gable 23. Just a really productive game on the ground. Receivers, it was spread out with the 24 catches. Martin led the way with five for 55 and two scores. Scadaboo had two for 30 and a touchdown. Jared Gibson caught a touchdown with four catches and 30 yards. And you know Pierre Williams is going to be a monster this year. Had two catches for 16. The Hornets just did so many wonderful things in the victory. And now it's moving on, right? Improving on some of the things that they did. And what they did well in this game was kind of historic for the Hornets. They had a monster game on the ground. We mentioned all those rushing yards that the Hornets produced. Well, how about 42 carries for 394 yards the net yards there by the end after a couple losses was 378, and that is one of the best rushing days the Hornets have seen all all ever in program history. They never trailed in the contest, amassed 589 yards of offense, also forced the three picks. The 378 rushing yards that I mentioned, third most in school history and the most in the first game of the year. Last time the team rushed for more yards came against Cal Poly in 2000. So, Really a productive day for the Sacramento State Hornets. Uh, We're going to look ahead. What's next for the Hornets? We mentioned the bye week earlier, but before we do that, um, what's really cool, too, about what the Hornets are doing is a lot of times they're bringing back former players. Um, There's a really good connection to the history of the program right now. And this week, this past week, the Hornets had an honorary captain, something they do all the time. But they brought in from the professional side a guy I got a chance to know and and know very well, and Bobby Jackson, former Sacramento King, current assistant with the Kings overall, but also the head coach of the Stockton Kings. And Bobby has a story to tell. He was the honorary captain. He came out to the uh, team's Friday night dinner, gave a speech to the team. I know afterwards Cameron Scadaboo talked about how that motivated him. And Bobby got to observe the program. He's a coach himself. And I thought I would take parts of our halftime interview for you guys to hear what Bobby had to say. He was very impressed with this program, very impressed with Troy Taylor and the coaching staff. So here's a couple of tidbits from that interview on Saturday night uh, with me and Bobby Jackson. I'm out here enjoying the Sac State football festivities. You got a Hornet shirt, Hornet hat. You were the honorary captain. You spoke to the team last night. Bobby, I feel you're responsible for the 35-10 lead. Hey, stingers up, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Look at you. You got it going. (laughs) So what did you – I mean, you have your professional experience. You've got – the, the odd thing is, a lot of these guys, unfortunately, never maybe didn't see you play. I know they showed no. a video of you and videotape, yeah. and, but they know who you are. But it's just time has passed. But what, what are the kind of things that you tried to share when you talked to the team last night? You know, I, I talked about my childhood um, growing up and I'm having aspirations of being an NBA player. Um, talked about my college experience at JUCO and at the University of Minnesota. Um but, you know, just talking about character, you know, being a high-level character guy, uh, being a great positive teammate and, and coming in and, and making sure you're doing the right things every single day, um, being coachable, mm-hmm. you know, being on time, you know, and, and having a competitive spirit when you walk into practice and games every single day. Um, so that's those are a couple of nuggets that I gave them. and. I try to just share some things with them that I've went through through my career, my NBA um, career, and, and now that I'm experiencing as, as a head coach. Yeah, I know 
the sports are different, but coaching is coaching. What did you even – I think you got some time with Troy Taylor, the head coach. Yes. Just sharing some story. What do, what do you think of him and his program? Man, I, I mean, I respect the heck out of Troy. I love what he's doing. You know, two Big Sky championships in four years and uh, tremendous excellent old guy. But he's a nice – like, he's really disciplined and detail-oriented uh, about – how he approaches the details and preparation for his team. Um, talked about don't do no dumb stuff today. <laughs> like I was like I was like cause you got to say that to college kids, right? You know, right? Don't do no dumb stuff. You know, be on time, tuck your shirts in, make sure everybody's wearing the same thing. So you know, he's changing the culture here, and I think that's the biggest thing that you got to do. It's got to start at the top, and he's kind of he kind of understands it. You know, I kind of get it too. Yeah. Like. It, but it, it comes with the preparation and accountability um, that you set for for your athletes. You've done broadcasting. When did you know you wanted to coach? I, I, I remember he was playing. I didn't know. I go, I don't know if Bobby wants to be a coach. Yeah. Here you are. Now you, you've been on the benches. You've been an assistant. You've been doing this a long time now. Yeah, I have. I, I, I actually wanted to I, – I knew I wanted to coach. It was just getting that opportunity yeah. to do it. You know, but been in player development for so long, you know, sometimes you get lost there. You know, and I had to take that leap of faith and say, you know what, I wanted to be a coach. And when the opportunity came for me to be the head coach for the Stockton King, I jumped at it and I'm relishing at it. But I'm learning and, yeah. and, and making sure that I'm trying to be a, the most accomplished head coach um, that I can become, which requires studying, watching film. Um, a lot of hours. Yes, yeah, a lot of hours. And, yeah. But also allowing yourself to grow yeah. uh, in that mindset. But, like, speaking to guys like, Troy, yeah. like, it's great to get different yeah. aspects and you different opinions, and you learn. I didn't know anything about the college football game. I see all the details that comes with it, and now it's like, oh, I got to be way more detailed, organized, and making sure my preparation is on point. Yeah. So, because with the football thing, they are locked in and yeah. they are on point. Did you play any football? Nope. <laughs> Mama wouldn't let me. Yeah. yeah. And you, so you've been down on the side. Every, so we're up here in the booth, always safe. It's fun. Every camp I go down there, and I, I get reminded how physical it is. and how. Yeah. I mean, you, what are you seeing down there? Well, the game is fast. Yeah. Uh, physical. Um, the, the tempo is, is super fast. Yeah. The running backs is, is small, but they, they look get for contact. The, oh, God. they <laughs> physical. And yeah. then the quarterbacks are really good. Defensively, the guys are flying to the ball. And they're making sure they are playing physical basketball yeah. and they're not making mistakes. They're not, you know, allowing the defense, the receivers to get behind them. They had that one play yeah. on the left side of the field where the receiver threw that 50-yard pass. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, defensively, they've been on point. Yeah. Bobby Jackson, great to see you as always. Honorary captain today. You know you're a Hornet for life now. Hey, Stinger's up. Let's stingers go, Stinger's up. He's got it. Bobby, yeah. good luck this season. All day. Appreciate it. Look, he's even got the finger up. Stinger's up. It's a crooked finger. <laughs> it is. How many injuries? How many uh, you know, know. dislocations? It's, it's pointing the wrong lot. direction. It, but it's, it's, it's definitely pointing in the wrong direction. Thanks <laughs> right. for having me on. Thank you. That's Bobby Jackson. All right, so Bobby's impressed with the program. The Hornets, again, still ranked number seven, looking good after a season-opening win. And now – uh, you kind of look at what else is going on around the Hornets last week. Weber State got a win over Western Oregon. ASU took care of NAU. NAU is one of those teams that had to play up, and they uh, they got roughed up 40-3. to Now, Portland State fared very well on that Thursday night game against San Jose State. Nearly won, but lost 21-17. Cal Poly played up, lost to Fresno State 35-7. Montana State and Montana both hosted teams and both looked great. Montana State won 40-17 
over McNeese State. Montana with a shutout over Northwestern State, 47-0. UC Davis went across the causeway to play Cal, hung with them for a good portion of the game, but ultimately lost 34-13. Eastern Washington by seven over Tennessee State, 36-29. Houston Baptist defeated Northern Colorado 46-34, but checking into that box score, ex-Hornet Elijah Dotson went into that transfer portal, had 11 carries for 62 yards, five catches for 53, and a score. Washington State just seven better than Idaho, 24-17. The Hornets will play Idaho later this season. And, of course, we gave you the Hornets score, 56-33. Now, what to watch this week? Well, on the uh, scoreboard, without the Hornets playing, Moorhead State's at Montana State, South Dakota at Montana, Portland State plays up. They head to Washington. Wyoming will host Northern Colorado, University of San Diego at Cal Poly. NAU goes to Sam Houston. Weber State, they play up to take on Utah State. Idaho plays up against Indiana. Idaho State also plays up against San Diego State. And Eastern Washington has to play an angry Oregon team that got embarrassed by Georgia. So we'll see how Oregon plays against the Eagles. And then UC Davis travels on the road to South Dakota State. Hornets, you know them well, the team that ended the Hornets season a year ago. Also, we'll keep our eye on Northern Iowa, the Hornets' next opponent. They take on North Dakota. And next week on the podcast, we'll have a full preview of Game 2 of the Hornets football season. But we thank you for listening Uh, today and again tell a friend let them know subscribe and that way you'll get the podcast when it's delivered and ready for you that's it thank you for listening to another edition of the stingers up sacramento state hornet football podcast